You're listening to the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast, episode number three. Today, I'm meeting with Judy Jameson, the psychic. She's sharing her story of how she learned she had psychic abilities and will teach us how to develop our own intuition as well as our own natural gifts. Oh, and at the end, Judy does a special card reading just for our listeners. This is definitely an episode you don't want to miss. Tune in, turn it up, let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Hi, everyone. It's Lauren Smith. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Do I have an episode for you today? I thought I would shake it up a little and bring in Judy Jameson. Judy is a psychic, but not the fortune teller type. She helps other goal-oriented people create a badass life by developing their natural intuitive abilities. Judy, thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. That introduction, I was like, oh, this is going to sound good. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> well, it is going to be good. Now, I think it's worth mentioning. Maybe this is a coincidence. I think it's more of a sign. Whatever it is, I have to throw this out there. Last year, on this exact date, I had my very first card reading by you. Really? Yeah, I was preparing for wow. Hurricane Irma, and my nerves were just on edge. We had done everything we could to prepare. So to pass the time, I started looking at the programs for my master's degree. I don't even know why, because I really don't want to go back to college. I think I was just bored and stuck and hoping to find something. Uh And during my search, I just gave up. I wasn't finding what I was looking for. And I jumped on Facebook and there you were live on the top of my feed. We were actually in a mutual Facebook group and you had shared your live feed in that group. Uh So I decided to tune in. And that day when you gave me my reading, my message surrounded learning. And you told me that I needed to enroll in a course or a program. So instead of enrolling in formal education, like I had planned, I signed up for your intuition course. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, I, I don't believe in coincidences. I Me believe neither. That. that is so, oh, thank you so much for sharing that. You just Isn't made that my day. I, I, I didn't even realize when, you know, we had scheduled this that it was around that time, but it popped up on my Facebook memories today because I had shared that video. So I was like, what? What in the world? Oh, that is so awesome. That is so yes. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what we're going to start with is you walking us through your journey and how you learned you were psychic because you didn't always know this was one of your abilities, correct? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Where did it all start? Well, I'll, I'll, first I have to say every single one of us is psychic. We are all psychic. Um, you're probably just experiencing things or just thinking it's a coincidence or just a silly random thought or some stupid hunch that you don't want to listen to. But I never realized I was psychic until some like a whole big mess of crazy things were happening. Like even like I would have premonitions, I would have dreams. And then like a week later, I like my dream was happening in real life with the same surroundings, the same people, the same message. Um, In 2004, I started seeing ghosts and spirits and stuff like that. 
And even then it was, it never dawned on me that, oh, hey, I'm a psychic. I actually went to a psychic and she's like, oh yeah, you should be doing this kind of stuff for a living. I'm like, what? No way. I don't think so. Like you're ridiculous. I'm an executive assistant at a fortune 500 company, not a psychic. (laughs) Um, But it was just one of those things that over time, you just kind of look back and something clicks and you're like, oh, like as you're going through it, you don't even realize it. That's what's going on. Um, But I would say probably one of the first things that would indicate that you are psychic, um, and even for me, is if you find yourself having this huge thirst or interest or desire to learn all about spiritual things and different realms and um, finding yourself having these, um, I want to say what most people would, you know, uh, brush off as a coincidence, but the coincidence constantly keeps happening or you keep feeling, uh, you know, an energetic pull towards something that you just can't deny. Right. Um, yeah, but I mean, I just, every single one of us is psychic. We all are. It's just like I teach everybody and explain it that we're not raised in a society that teaches us how to look within for answers. We're raised in a society that teaches us to listen to your parents, listen to your mentors, you know, listen to what your teachers and your elders have to say. We're taught how to survive life and just survive to get to the next day with goals in mind, but we're not taught how to really go within with something that we're all born with. Right. So it's just a matter of kind of just looking back on your life and then remembering all these key scenarios and instances and circumstances where light bulbs went off or it seemed like everything in the universe just lined up in perfect timing or even like right now, how, you know, you just told me that on this day, one year ago, I gave you a reading. So weird. Um, Yeah. It's just, that is all psychic stuff. You just have to kind of put it together in a book and look back and be like, yeah, I remember that time. Yeah, I remember that. I remember this. Oh, yeah, I do recall feeling like that. And then just kind of putting it all together and actually looking at yourself and being like, I am psychic. I do have that ability. And so does everybody else. So I can't really give you a specific. There were major, major, what would be like slap in the face wake up calls. But even then, I didn't realize that what was going on. The, the one big massive slap in the face that I had was um, obviously seeing things. Um, one night I just went, now I've always been curious. I've always watched the mediumship shows and, you know, paranormal stuff and psychic stuff. I, I was always very intrigued by it. I wasn't 100% sure how much I believed in that kind of stuff. So for me, it was like, yeah, I'll believe it when I actually physically see it or experience it. Right. And one day in 2004, um, there was this house that I bought and I never, something about the house kind of creeped me out. I just had this uneasy feeling and I wouldn't even like when it came nighttime, there was no freaking way I was staying downstairs at night by myself. No way. (laughs) I just wasn't doing it. And I couldn't pinpoint why. And then one night in 2004, I was laying in bed and I opened my eyes 
And I saw what I would say is one ghost and a second thing that came in was a spirit. I was not dreaming. I was wide awake. I had no idea I could scream and carry on the way I carried on that night. And of course, my husband at the time, you know, he thought I was sleeping, having a bad dream. He's like, wake up, wake up, wake up. You're having a bad dream. And I was like, holy shit, what the frick just happened? Right. And like, you know, so of course the whole rest of the night, I'm, you know, (laughs) bringing my covers up to my eyes. Like what in the world? Yeah. So, but even at that moment, it never registered. So when you say you see, you saw what you thought was a ghost and a spirit, what's the difference of how you see them? Or or what is the difference between a ghost and a spirit? Is there a difference? Well, it's, I guess it kind of, all right, so let me explain to you what I saw. Okay. So the first thing that I saw was a man, a man, he had, a, I'll never, I'll never, ever, ever forget it um, for as long as I live. He, he entered my bedroom and it was like he was on train tracks that just kept going in one direction. He never stopped. He never turned his head. He looked confused. And he just came in the door, went right across the foot of my bed and out the wall. And it was a man. It was the shape of a man. He was white and he was glowing. Ooh. The second thing that came in behind him, the best way I could describe it would be like this, you know how like smoke cigarette smoke or any kind of smoke. It just kind of stays in like a ball yeah. that's free flowing and expanding. It, it looked like a ball of sparkly white cigarette smoke huh. came in, in the same door, but this time it stopped at the foot of my bed. And when it stopped at the foot of my bed, it started to make its way up towards me and it changed the shape from uh, this beautiful glowing white sparkly ball of mist into a hand. And then when it turned it, it wasn't like a creepy hand or like a comical Mickey Mouse type hand, but still okay. you still freak out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that right there was, was the, the very, very first thing that completely like was a major like, wow, there's no, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I had this weird dream last night or it, that was like immediately the next day I was on the phone trying to find out, you know, I wanted to know what did I just experience? What happened? What is going on? And at the time, um, I was actually, um, I want to say a full-time born again Baptist okay. and Baptists, that is like a big no-no. That's like all devil, satanic, you, you know. Right. So immediately I went to my pastor to find out what this is. And he, he filled me with so much fear. It was unbelievable to where I started attracting fearful things. And then I had friends of mine who were like, you need to go see a medium. (laughs) So that's pretty much where the massive shift of everything, um, had taken place. But even when I was younger, um, certain, you know, conversations and things would go on, but that was the the one massive major awakening moment. But even then it wasn't like, oh, hey, I'm psychic because I saw something. No, it was like, what in the world is freaking going on in my house? And how do I fix this or remove it or control it or something? So what did you end up doing with that house? I, I, did you stay in it? Did you like sage or like white candles or did you kind of just embrace, yeah. embrace it? Um, I did, I did go see a local medium 
And immediately she told me, of course, I never met this woman. She didn't know anything about why I was there. And immediately she told me what was going on, um, who exactly those energies were. And it, it turns out the crazy thing. She said the man that was in the house, um, he had died there. And he was having a hard time leaving the space because, get this, this is like so crazy. The woman who lived in the house before me, her name was Judy. Oh, my God. I just got Yeah, <laughs> I know. I didn't know that. I knew that the mother, there was a mother and a daughter who lived there. The, the, the name of the woman who legally owned the house, it was the mother. Her daughter's name was Judy, and Judy lived in the house with her, but her name wasn't on the mortgage or the deed, or so she had nothing to do with the sale of the house. Right. But her name was Judy, and they had to sell the house because her boyfriend uh, died in that house. And it turns out my bedroom was their bedroom. So he mm -hmm. had a hard time, you know, leaving. He wasn't ready to leave. And then the other thing that came in, she explained to me, um, was some form of an angel bringing in some kind of blessings, blessings and gifts and healing and just basically, I don't know, what you would call like something to help skyrocket your activation <laughs> type stuff. Hmm. And um, she showed me how to clear, um, cleanse, bless my home, my property, because like I said, I went, I went and sold a medium and I went to my pastor. And my pastor, he really scared the hell out of me. He scared me so bad that all I was focusing on and thinking of was like scary things and evil things and hurtful things. And, you know, what I experienced was not anything of God. It was not angelic. It was the devil in disguise. And um, so I wound up manifesting some very scary things in that house because I was so scared. But when I went and saw a medium and she explained to me what was going on, why things are happening, how you manage it, how you control it. She basically taught me, you know what, this is your house and you control who you invite in your house and how welcome they're allowed to stay if they're even allowed to stay. And she really helped me out a lot. So needless to say, my whole experience with being a, a born again Baptist transitioning into psychic that's how that whole thing started. So that, that was kind of like the start of everything. That, that whole experience was what led you on, on your journey of developing your personal gift a little bit more. Yeah. When you see something like that, you, yeah, you, you'll go to the ends of the earth to find out what in the world is going on. What did I just experience? Who was that? You know? Right. I had a similar experience a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was getting into bed. And for the past couple months, I can't describe it, but I have hated my house for no reason. When we showed up here, I loved it. We had so many signs that like this is where we were supposed to move. And then for the past couple months, I just, I've been in a bad mood every time I'm here. And when mm -hmm. I went to go get into bed, I can only describe it as if I was walking into a black hole. Like there was like a, something in front of me and I was like, <gasps> You know, like it, it yeah. just kind of like took my breath away. And I, had, I spoke to a friend um, who was actually on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. She's very spiritual. 
And she kind of, you know, like used her intuition. She's like, I'm seeing a man in a blue room and my bedroom is the only room that's blue in this entire house. So I, you know, saged in white candles because she was like, it's not, it's not a good energy. Like whatever's there, it's not a good, a good energy. So, well, you know, I do have an energy, um, energy management space clearing workshop coming up. Oh, yeah. That'll that might be something that interests you because it'll yes. show you how to figure out what kind of energy you're dealing with. Um, whether it's yours, whether it's an angelic energy or an earthbound energy, um, and how to shift it and remove it. Ooh, not yet. Or even that's... become friends with it if you want to. Yes. I think that's something too, that's very important for other people to just be aware of when, whether it's a house you've lived in for a long time, a new house, or maybe someone's moved out of your house and you need to get rid of their energy that maybe they brought in. I feel like that would be an extremely valuable workshop. Uh Uh-huh. But yeah, even like your bedroom, when you go to sleep at night, your bedroom is like a portal. Because think about it, when you go to sleep, all of your, the ego and your to-do list and your adulting, all that stuff completely shuts off to where you open yourself up to more subconscious type things um, energetically, like whether it's through your dreams or connecting with crossed over loved ones. It's just a lot of spiritual work happens when you are sleeping because you're not blocking and second guessing and questioning and doing all kinds of crazy things that your brain does. Right. So you just talked about the ego and that was one of the the things I know you like to talk about a lot is following your intuition and, you know, letting that ego go. So can you give us your definition of what intuition really is? Yeah. So if the way I always explain it is you've, you've all seen those little images of like the devil and the angel on your shoulder. Yes. So if you think of your intuition as the angel and the little devil is your ego. Okay. Now your intuition, it's very, subtle, quiet, it'll patiently sit back and wait. Um, it's not like the ego is very loud and very forceful and very demanding. And it, it fills you with fear and it tears you up and it, it tears you down and tells you to do all these crazy, stupid things just out of like spite or revenge or, you know, um, whether you're envious of somebody else. So you, you kind of have to, get in the, I want to say, go through like this self-discovery phase of knowing when your ego is talking to you and when your intuition is talking to you. Your intuition will make you feel light. Um, It'll give you momentum. It'll just give you a calm peace. Um, It'll guide you to, you know, all things grand, great, and wonderful. Um, whereas your ego is, it's like that overbearing, overprotective mother who is so fearful of her child growing up and leaving that like she stifles that child, never lets it leave the house and experience and grow. Right. It's kind of like misery loves company, but there is a difference though, between a lot of people get hung up on or confused sometimes like your intuition will guide you to do something that scares you. And a lot of people think, oh, I'm scared. This, this is a big no-no. I should do it. But the difference between understanding a good fear 
which is your intuition guiding you out of your comfort zone to where you're about to embark on something grand and wonderful outside of your creative zone versus a fear that is like, oh, hell no, this ain't going to be good. This is a bad idea. Don't go there. Right. So to, to, to know the difference um, really quick, so uh, to, or to give you an example, the, the first time I ever went skydiving, everything inside of me was like fired up and lit up and excited and filled with passion and life. Um, it made me feel expansive, right? Just huge and, and very expansive and, and powerful. Now inside, there was parts of me that was like, oh my God, am I going to die? Am I going to pee my pants? Is the <laughs> shit open? But it's still, when you thought about that, when you think about those kind of things, if it still makes you feel alive and excited, go for it and do it. If, you feel, if it makes you feel like alive versus your intuition giving you a no-no type fear is if you feel stifled, um, contracted, um, like suffocated or small, those, cause like I said, your intuition will show you dangers and positives, but the, like I said, the knowing the difference, if you think about doing something and you, your, your body, your intuition, your psychic senses will give you various different ways. For some people you might get a sick stomach or like a pit, you know, in, in your stomach, in your gut. Um, you might feel like you want to, you get a knot in your throat and you want to throw up. You might feel very, very tiny and minuscule. You might feel squashed versus feeling like you just got a pair of angel wings and you're about to fly or feeling like what you're going to do is going to, um, benefit the whole world type thing. So those, that's a quick way to, to understand a good fear versus a bad fear and the intuition and the ego. So when someone is developing their intuition, because I I think some people will automatically say, I don't have an intuition, which of course we all have an intuition. Maybe some are just developed more than others. Are there a few simple practices that someone can do to help develop their intuition a little bit more if they're not in tune with it? Sure. Yeah. I've talked to, done a lot of readings for people where they're like, yeah, I think it's broke or it don't work. Um, so I'd say the one thing to do is to evaluate um, how you grew up. So to give you an example, like I grew up in a household that was very atheist. There is no God. There is no heaven. There is no hell. Um, once you die, you hit the floor. That's it. Nothing. No religion, no spirituality, none of that. So for someone like that, um, it would be a little bit more difficult because that's what was ingrained and trained to them. And then also kind of look at what your belief system is, your beliefs. So do you believe that there is a higher power? You have to evaluate how you were, I want to say trained, how your parents raised you or or society that you were involved in versus what you feel in your heart, what you believe to be true. So even though I grew up in a household that did not believe in life after death or God or anything like that something inside of me was like, yeah, that don't feel right. I'm not buying it. It just, that doesn't mesh with my belief system. Right. So just kind of evaluate those two things. And then it really, it really boils down to believing. Just believe that you can create magic. Believe that you can tune into that magic. 
it's just, if other, if you believe other people can do it, why can't you do it? There's nothing special about anybody else that's different. They might be in a space that you want to be, but there ain't nothing special about me that anybody else doesn't have or cannot do. So how would someone, um, and a lot of people, I mean, I feel like half of the world is lost in what their purpose is or might not feel like they have anything special to, to give back to the world or to do with life. So how does one know what their personal abilities are or, or their gifts are? Okay. So I can kind of split that into two different things. Okay, gifts good. and abilities and your purpose. Why everybody always, there, there's that burning question. Why are we here? Why am I here? What am I, what do I want to be when I grow up? Um, actually on my YouTube channel, I have two videos that will show you one, what your life purpose is as far as like, what do I want to be when I grow up? And two, what your purpose is as opposed to why you are here on earth. What is it that you are supposed to experience and learn in this current lifetime? So when you reincarnate and go to your next lifetime, it's like a video game. You already powered up and you got to that next level. Um, yeah, it's, it's there. Oh my God. I can talk to you for hours and hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just but, wrote down on my notebook. I'm going to go check out these videos when we're done talking. Yeah. They're, it, they're, they're on my the, the YouTube channel. Cause that's okay. one of the big questions I always get. What, what is my purpose? What? So as far as like your purpose and I'll tell you real quick, okay? I can, I can wrap it up real quick here in two minutes to go for both of them. So your life purpose as far as the lessons that you are here to learn. So if you want to think of it like before you were born into your physical body, whether you want to call it up in the heavens, the ethers, the universe, wherever, you kind of pre-wrote out a little bit of a story. Think of earth like college, okay? What is it that you want to learn? What do you want to go to school for? And then once you go to school and you learn it, you then take what you learned and apply it to things in your life. If you don't learn it and get it, you're going to reincarnate and go through the same lessons over and over and over again. So a lot of times what I find that people who go through extremely traumatic, painful experiences, like just crap over and over and over and over again, Part of their purpose as to why they are here, what it is they're supposed to learn, is their true power and potential. So if you're the kind of person who is always giving, 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 people are taking advantage of you, you're being squashed on, um, being bullied, stuff like that, it's, it's to actually you are experiencing that stuff over and over and over again to empower you to, so you can discover how strong you actually are. And then once you get it, so it's kind of like, are you going to lay down and be the woe is me, the victim? Are you going to be like, F that? I'm going to use this to skyrocket me into awesomeness. And then once you do that, you're now, you'll, you'll get this feeling like, yeah, I get it. I am now living my purpose. I am finally, I know, I know me. I know who I am. I know how my soul is designed and how it works and how it runs. And I finally found myself. The other thing is like, what do I want to be when I grow up? All your, your gifts and your abilities, um, what you were destined to be, I'll say, all stems from when you were a little kid. 
what are the, when you were a little, little kid, you know, like when you played with your Barbies and maybe even younger, all elementary school, um, what were the things that you enjoyed doing? What were the things that you fantasized about being? And then you just kind of have to tune in to go back to when you were a little kid and the world and your parents and society didn't squash that and mold it into what they think you should do. So like, I remember when I was younger, I always wanted to help people. And at some points I thought, you know, maybe I want to be a therapist. Um, I just healing. I always, I like helping people and, and giving and just helping in any way I can and healing. And it just, you know, as I got older, it was like, oh, well, you got to go to college for this amount of years and then you're going to be a hundred thousand dollars in debt. And, yeah. you know, and then I had a child at a young age, you know, life happens and life takes you away from what was already ingrained in you that, that was starting to come out. But a lot of times, like I said, school or parents will kind of be like, oh yeah, there's no, you can't make no money doing that. You need to go to school to be this, or you need to pick up the family business. Or a lot of times parents don't notice or see that young child, what their gifts and abilities are, and they don't nourish them. It's, it's transformed into, okay, well, if you go to college, you know, it's all about money, making money. It's not really about what lights you up and sets you on fire and brings you, brings you joy. Right. Does that help? Does that answer? No, yeah, definitely. I think it definitely does. I think sometimes as adults, we almost lose our childhood like magic throughout life. And then it's, it is, it's kind of, it's easy to, to suppress that and, and lose that throughout the journey. Yeah. Like my brother, um, he was a phenomenal ever since, oh my God, you put a pencil and a piece of paper in his hand. He would, he could draw, he could draw the most amazing things out of his head, out of his imagination. And it was always like, yeah, you're not going to make no money drawing what, but like the parent doesn't see, you know, how they can make that into a living. The parent is okay. What can my child do that will support them into their adult lives? Right. The parent is, um, you know, like my, my brother became a very successful tattoo artist. And even now, like you look at like the TV shows there's so it just because the parent doesn't see how that kid could take that and make money doing it, um, it doesn't mean you know that that's not possible. A lot of times, I think parents um, try and live what they wish they had when they were younger through their children. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> if your child is phenomenal, it even if you think it's something silly and stupid, I'll say, um, but if it's something that your child is good at and they enjoy doing, I just encourage the hell out of it and, and you know, let them grow and grow and grow and develop that. Yeah. I can always say I was very blessed with parents that, and I was that kid who tried a thousand different sports and would quit them halfway through when I realized I didn't like them. And my mom was always like, okay, on to the next thing. See what you like next, you know, and never put me down for it. Cause how else do you know what you like and you dislike until you try it? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love that. So, um, every Sunday you do a message from the spirits. Can you maybe do a message for our listeners for this week? Yeah, sure. 
And so, maybe break down, uh, for those who don't know how you do your practice, maybe break down what right. exactly you do. Um, yeah, so the YouTube channel, I try, I haven't been very consistent with it. I do what's called Intuitive Tuesday. And every Tuesday, I've been kind of slacking lately, but the, the goal is every Tuesday I will produce some kind of free intuition, psychic development training on my YouTube channel. 15 minutes or less, quick informational videos. The other thing that I've been doing is I am very, very active on my Facebook page. So every Sunday I go live and I do what's called this, the weekly message from spirit. And the point of that is if you want to learn how to not only just develop your psychic or your intuitive abilities, but how you can have a relationship with, I'll say spirit. And when I say spirit, just you can put that in a ball of your angels, your guides, um, ascended masters, deceased loved ones. It's, it's a pretty big ball. So that message from spirit on Sunday is meant to give you just a little tiny tidbit, something simple, just to focus on and keep in the back of your mind and work on it each week. So it's like basic, free, weekly, easy peasy. Um, training. Okay. So how can we use cards and messages from the spirits or angels to help us guide our intuition or our life? Okay. So I got, again, on my YouTube channel, there's all kinds of videos on that. Um, I do have a course on how to read your own cards and it's not um, reading your cards by memorizing the book. It's intuitively how to read any kind of card. And when I say card, wherever you're sitting at, whatever you visually see right now in front of you, you can even think of that as a card. Anything that you visually see. So like if you were to take a photograph right now, whatever you see in front of you, that is your card. You could learn how to read and get intuitive messages. It's, it's all using uh, clairvoyance, just seeing, clear seeing. Um, so, but a simple... A simple, easy-peasy thing that you can do with cards, when you get yourself a deck of cards, um, you want to cleanse them and bless them, clear off any residual energy from the packaging and the shipping and the handling and all the people in the stores picking them up and bond with them um, like you're, you just you know gave birth to a newborn baby or you just adopted a new child. And all you have to do is think of whatever it is that you want insight into. And even if you don't know what you want insight into, you can always just say, what is it that I need to know right now for my highest, happiest, healthiest good? And visualize that question coming from the heavens into into your body, down through your hands, and then flip a card. I like that question that you asked. So could we kind of turn that question and use it as maybe a guide for our listeners? Sure. Yeah. So when I do that for your readers, everybody who's listening to this right now, what comes up is angelic, angelic help and miraculous aid. And it's actually showing um, angels. And intuitively, what comes up is it's, it's shedding. It's like um, if you can visualize um, a butterfly, right, in its cocoon. There's, there's, it's, it's covered in mast and, and like worldly stuff. And then once it 
you know, comes out of that cocoon, it's got these beautiful wings and it's free. It's free to fly. It's free to just completely be itself. And if even like as silly, as deep as you want to go, flying over the earth, flying over the heavens, flying over the grass, taking in and experiencing all of life's beauty and life's pleasures, but you're not going to see, feel, and experience that unless you shed some of the worldly weight that's been put on you, whether it's from family members, husbands, you know, spouses, kids, bosses, you, it's just shed. Allow yourself to just shed all the worldly BS and crap that might have been covered on you, whether it's over time or just in the last hour and just free yourself from it. Because what I get here is those wings. And I do get here, a lot of the people who would be listening are very clairaudient. And if you don't know what that is, clairaudient is the ability to hear things. Um, Now, Hollywood will tell you, oh, you're going to hear disembodied voices. No, that's that's just to sell movies. Um, Real clairaudient, the gift is to, you'll hear... I I split it into two different ways, internal and external. So internal clairaudient is when you're not adulting, right? You're not thinking about your to-do list and all your responsibilities. And you get random thoughts, random ideas or words or things to do that just light you up. That is how your intuition will speak to you clairaudiently. That's the internal. You're in the, you're, your head hits the pillow. You get yourself into this relaxed state. And all of a sudden, bam, you just got this idea for a great book or yeah. whatever it is. Write that down because your, your clairaudient abilities, your intuitive abilities, they don't come in when you're so fo- focused on doing your daily tasks and surviving your day. So that's one way it'll come in what I call internally. It's going to sound like your own thoughts in your own voice. The other way clairaudient works is if you're thinking to yourself, oh man, I did not prepare anything for dinner. I have no idea what in the world should I make. And all of a sudden you turn on the radio and there's a commercial about mac and cheese. You just (laughs) heard it on the radio. So it might come through like a song on the radio or you might, standing in line somewhere and the lady behind you says something that answers that. So that's how Claire audience works. And I do get that a lot of people, well, Oh my God, duh, it's a podcast. So obviously they're really crazy, right? <laughs> well, even, even when you said the, the, the butter, the butterfly analogy, because at the end of every podcast, I end it with every level of life is an opportunity to grow. So it's yeah. almost like you do, you have to shed those, those weights and that, that past self that's really holding you back and keeping you stagnant and, and able to, to grow to the next part of life. Yeah. I love yeah. that. You have um, a lot of very creative people who would be listening. So allow yourself to express your creativity. Even if you think it's silly, like, oh, you know, I just paint and I don't do anything with my paintings. You're, you're painting is a way for you to channel your intuitive, creative, creativeness, to tune into it and open it up. But I do get here, a lot of creative people would be listening to your podcast. So, so they need to yeah. silent their mind a little bit and to let those, yeah. those ideas come to Yeah, make time for you 
Yeah, make time for you and allow yourself to be creative because you allowing yourself to be creative helps develop your internal intuitive abilities because you silence that critic and you allow yourself to be free, like dropping the weight and flying. I love that. You see how they go together? Yeah. Love that. What a great message for our listeners. Yeah. Self-love. Self-love. Yep. Okay. So Judy, where I, I mean, I know, but where can our listeners go to learn a little bit more about you to find your courses and, um, even get a reading for themselves? Um, so, well, my Facebook page is where I am the most active. I honestly, I don't really use Twitter or Pinterest. I don't, yeah, I don't even have time to (laughs) post stuff on there. Um, my Facebook page, um, Geez, what is it called? I think it's called Judy the Psychic. I'll drop a link in, in the podcast notes just for those who, who are looking um, for you if they can't find you. And then even my website, the website is judyjameson.com. It's Judy with an I, um, judyjameson.com. And from there, you'll see links on free stuff that I have. Um, I have freebies on how to cut cords on 21 different ways to protect yourself from negative energy, whether it's your energy or somebody else's. Um, There's freebies on 30 different ways to develop your intuition along with the YouTube channel. And then of course there's links on there if you wanted to um, schedule a reading, but Facebook is the biggest thing that I am the most active on. Cause you know, it's easy. You just pick up your phone and you're feeling inspired and bam, you're there with the go live button. As opposed to scheduling out social media and, you know, all that other yes. stuff. Well, Judy, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I think you really brought a new perspective into the podcast. And I hope that this helps people open up a little bit more spiritually and um, dive into connecting with their intuition a little bit more. It'll definitely get people thinking about those gut instincts and uh, all listening to it. Yeah. I sure hope so. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was so cool. I love it. I agree. What a great conversation. Thanks again, Judy. Hey, you listeners. Thanks for tuning in. You all have been leaving fantastic feedback through the review section on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and Podbean. I really appreciate the love and support. Your reviews help me give you more of what you want, plus help others find this podcast. Snag this week's episode notes along with the direct links to Judy's website and Facebook page on my website at mindbizlife.com. You can also subscribe to get new podcast episode alerts straight to your email. Are we connected yet on social media? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at both at mindbizlife. Thanks again for tuning in this week. I'll see you next week. And until then, remember... Every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.